lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Hi, this is Jenna speaking to you from the holy city of Jerusalem. And today I want to speak a little bit about the upcoming holiday of Sukkot or Sukkis and share a personal Sukkot story. So Judaism has three festivals, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkis. And we know that Pesach commemorates the Jews being taken out of Egypt and Shavuos commemorates when Hashem gave us the Torah at Mount Sinai. But what does Sukkis commemorate? So the Torah teaches that Sukkot commemorates the clouds of glory that surrounded the Jewish people when we were in the desert after we came out of Egypt until we entered the land of Israel. And the clouds of glory were like mini air conditioners, so to speak, that kept the Jews comfortable, but also protected from the elements in the desert. So this sounds really nice, but why do we have a holiday commemorating this and how is it relevant to us today? So it's very relevant to us today, and we will get into this a bit more, because Hashem guides us and protects us and continues to guide and protect us now, both as a nation and individually. As a nation, we see the incredible miracle, the fact that the Jewish people are still here after thousands and thousands of years of people trying to annihilate us, and yet we're still here. It's unbelievable. It's a total miracle, and no one can really explain it. And we also know that In our own personal lives, God protects and guides us individually down to the smallest detail. And I want to share a story that illustrates this point. So six years ago, I had the merit to be in Israel for Sukkot, and I was single at the time, and it was a three-day yantif. It was a three-day holiday for people who live outside of Israel and people who are visiting Israel. So that means it was two days of the holiday of Sukkot, the Yantif, and then it went right into Shabbos. So it was three days of no electronics, um, no getting into cars, etc. So my plan was to spend the first two days in Ramadish Kol with friends and then walk to the Old City on Friday to spend Shabbos in the Old City with a very special family. So when I was in Ramadish Kol, I had dinner at one of my rabbi's house and I told everyone at the table my plan to walk into the Old City on Friday and One of my friends said, you know, you should really be careful. There's a little patch of like Arab, you know, community and that you're going to pass through and probably it's better you should walk with somebody. And then the next day at lunch, another friend said that she had a similar plan to walk in that direction on Friday, not to the old city, but in that direction. So we made up to go together and we met on Friday and I was carrying my backpack and my lulav and all ready to go. And unbeknownst to us, we walked in the complete opposite direction that we were meant to go. And we're walking and walking and we're like, oh yeah, this, this looks a little Arab, but I had remembered that my friend said we were going to see like a little patch of, of Arab territory. So I thought that that was it. And we, we you know how girls are, you get lost in, in conversation, you're talking. And before we know it, we had been walking and walking and we start to see like posters glorifying a recent terrorist that was in the news. And then we really started to get nervous and we look around and we realize there's no Jewish people around and we're totally in Arab territory. And once we start to realize this, we see that there's a black car that seems to be following us because when we had stopped, the car kind of pulled over. And then when we kept walking, the car kept driving. 
And this happened like two times. And then, and then the man who did not look Jewish lowered his window and tried to speak with us. And we kind of like, like just kept running forward and walking very fast toward the, the light rail station that we saw in the distance. And we really started to panic. And we said, okay, we're only going to speak words of Torah now as like a merit of, of protection. And we were really convinced that this, this Arab man was trying to abduct us. And in Jewish law, when, when a life is threatened, that is paramount to any Jewish law. So even though we weren't supposed to get on the train, we, we thought that this really was a life and death situation. This is, had been going on for five, 10 minutes where this man was following us and calling out to us and pulling over when we stopped. And we just had to get on the train. So we see that a train is pulling in, going in the opposite direction, the correct direction that we want to go. And we start running toward the platform and the train pulls away. And we were devastated <laughs> because the conductor told us that that was that he was on the platform, told us that that was going to be the last train before Shabbat. And we felt cornered. We didn't know what to do. We were, we were very scared. And at that moment, the man in the black car pulled over, parked and got out and approached the conductor and they're speaking a bit in Hebrew. And then the conductor turns to us and explains that this man is actually a cop, a policeman who works for Israel, the Israeli government. And his job is to safeguard Jews in Arab territories. So we were we couldn't believe it. And the, pro, the proper protocol was that we actually went in the car with the cop because we saw he had an official uniform. And once we, we didn't realize that he, he had, was a cop, it just wasn't so obvious to us. And we were in such a panic. And he, he didn't look obviously Jewish, but it turned out he was Israeli and he was a cop. And so we got in the car with him and actually with one other girl who also was in a similar situation. So it was all three of us. And he, he wasn't able to drop us at our final destination, but he dropped us at the exact point where we started our walk. And then we had to walk another hour, but this time at least in the correct direction. So it really was such an amazing miracle because here were two Jewish girls walking in broad daylight in a very Arab area, one holding a lulav. <laughs> I was holding my lulav and um, we were totally obviously Jewish. And the fact that Hashem was, was guarding us and protecting us the whole time and made sure that we were safely returned to where we had to be. And the fact that we thought this man was trying to hurt us, but he was actually there to protect us. And we couldn't help but realize, like, how many times do we feel like things are happening to us? Things are are not working out in our favor. And it really, it's Hashem guiding us and protecting us in the best possible way for our best benefit. So I, I love this story because it really shows the, the point of Sukkot that Hashem is our ultimate security. He is the one who ultimately protects us. And that's the whole idea of dwelling in huts. We leave our, our homes, which are man-made, with all of our creature comforts, and we go into this hut where we're forced to confront the fact that really it's Hashem who guards and protects us and provides our security and no one or nothing else. And we have to remember this because I think it's so easy to put our faith in people and put our faith in masks <laughs> and put our faith in anything other than Hashem to protect us when we have to realize that it's ultimately Him who is protecting us and guarding us. And this is actually why Sukkot is called the time of our joy. So, we're talking about a specific type of joy. Hebrew has several different words for joy or happiness. It's really amazing. There's gila, for example, which means burst of joy. There's sasson, which means the joy of completing something, the joy of achievement. But the joy we're talking about here, the joy that we're meant to feel on Sukkot is the joy of simcha. 
And the Maharal explains that Simcha describes the emotion that one feels when one is complete and does not lack anything. So if we recognize that we have a loving father, an all-powerful, all-knowing father who can do anything and wants our best interest, then we understand that we have everything we need at any given moment in time. And even if there are setbacks, and even if there are disappointments, and even if there are struggles, which unfortunately today there are many, um, and even if there's suffering, if we understand that it's not random, and that Hashem has given us every single thing we need right now, and he puts us in the situations we are in for our own best good, for our own growth, um, to fulfill our purpose in life, then we can feel complete. We can feel that even if things are not, so to speak, perfect, they are perfect, they are whole and complete in the sense of that we have everything we need right now and Hashem is guiding us and protecting us and that is all we could ever want and ask for. And we have to remember that every setback in our life, every every bit of suffering is purposeful and sent to us from Hashem according to His plan for our best good. One of my teachers, Rav Daniel Katz, shared in seminary, and I never forgot this line, what if things weren't happening to you, but they were happening for you? It's really such a shift in mentality, but it makes such a difference, and it really can bring us to a state of joy. And another of my teachers, Rabbi Gardner, who's been on this podcast before, he says that challenges are really opportunities for growth. Again, a total mind shift, but one that really can infuse us with such joy. Sukkot is actually one of my favorite holidays because it's really such a beautiful, special time. We've just had this time during Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur where we've introspected and we've kind of reassessed our relationship with ourselves and other people and Hashem and we've had our slate wiped clean and now we're in this fresh place, this sense of being reborn in a state of purity, which is already like such a joyous feeling and now Hashem saying, come into a special home, a special place with me where we can just rejoice and be together. I mean... <laughs> It's just like such a beautiful, beautiful thing. So to sum up, Sukkot commemorates the clouds of glory that surrounded us, the Jewish people, when we left Egypt. And today we commemorate the fact that God continues to guide and protect the Jewish people and us in our own lives down to the smallest detail. And we have to remember, especially in times of fear and uncertainty, of which there's a lot now, that God is our ultimate protector and he is ultimately the one who protects us and safeguards us, nothing or no one else. And this recognition of God's protection can fuel the simcha, the joy of completeness that we're meant to feel during this holiday, as well as the joy of being able to rejoice with God after being given a fresh start. Thank you so much for listening and Chag Sameach. Happy holiday. I hope to learn with you again soon. Thank you.